Hello, and welcome to another episode of Bondi Nights, a podcast recorded in Bondi at night. And let's get right into it. The first thing that I want to say concerns the Primo Meat Corporation. Uh, For anyone who doesn't know, maybe international listeners... Primo is an Australian meat, uh, a processed meat uh, company. Although I shouldn't say just processed meats because they do seem to have just like regular bacon and stuff in the butcher section of supermarkets. But a lot of that stuff is, is, is processed uh meats and I I have always felt like Primo are just they're just one of these companies that they don't give up and I am annoyed with them for this quality but I'm also somewhat impressed because they just seem to be selling the worst products imaginable. Uh, But they do it with such confidence. Like, what they're selling is the most delicious thing ever. And they do it, indeed, they do it with such self-assurance. Like, you want this kind of attitude. That, despite how gross their processed meats look and indeed are uh they they even cause me to doubt myself occasionally and think you know maybe that that is good even though i know full well that it isn't it's just the conviction that they have uh so yeah the primo um product that's caught my eye lately is it's like a uh it's a scrambled eggs basically and straight off the bat this is like what scrambled eggs a meat company why are they make why are they making scrambled eggs well and 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 before we even deal with the question of why primo is making scrambled eggs i think we should deal with the more fundamental question which is how do you sell scrambled eggs right uh well primo's got the answer um what you do is you don't sell the scrambled eggs you sell the gnarly pieces of ham that you have with the scrambled eggs And you put these little pieces of ham in a microwavable cup. And then you put a label on the cup that says, Instant breakfast, just add a raw egg and put it in the microwave. And apparently, I mean, I guess this is, this makes sense. But apparently you can scramble eggs in the microwave just by putting a raw egg in there 
I don't know if you have to like uh, whisk it before you before you put it in there, or whether like the microwaving process just sort of scrambles the eggs for you. But yeah, so Primo. Primo are selling the little bits of ham, and and I guess ham and eggs is a thing. Like you, you hear about ham and eggs, like especially I I would associate the dish ham and eggs with like nineteen fifties America, you know, like a guy in suspenders, um, like a like a white singlet and his and his suspenders. He's like sitting at a table and his um his wife Dolores fixes him ham and eggs. That's I feel like that's the last time we heard about ham and eggs was when Dolores made them for this guy in suspenders back in the 50s and then they've just dropped off the face of the planet for 71 years assuming that that fictional uh event happened in 1950 even. Um, and then 71 years later, Primo brings it back in a, in a, but in a kind of sad way because there's no Dolores anymore. It's just the guy in his suspenders, uh, and, and singlet alone. Um, just like no motivation to do anything, no motivation to put on like a shirt or um fix himself something that isn't completely gross just like chucks a raw egg into a microwavable uh thing with gnarly pieces of ham already in there and eats it like oh i mean i'm feeling a little bit queasy just discussing this so i hope you are too um because this is um, i I hope i I hope i'm hammering home to you just how improbable it, it is that the primo corporation is still solvent because how do you how do you sell products like this and have any kind of bottom line it's it's a mystery to me so that's yeah that's the first thing I wanted to say just and not even a criticism like obviously it might sound a bit like a criticism of Primo for just having the most disgusting products on the planet but I like you know I want to I want to you know keep a balance because as as gross as the stuff is it just makes their existence all the more um all the more, like, against the odds, you know, they're, they're, a, they're a battler, they're battling, I, I remember once, like, uh, my, my ex-girlfriend lived in southwest Sydney, and when I would go to her house, uh, uh, we would drive past the Primo Corporation, and I've always associated it with, like, battlers in southwest Sydney, um, you know, you wouldn't see a Primo Corporation building in, like, Bondi, you know? So, 
Yeah, they're battling. So I don't want to come off as like this elitist sort of um, wellness junkie from the eastern suburbs that's looking down on the completely disgusting products of Primo. Um, you know. But I guess there's no avoiding it. So I'll just leave it at that before I dig myself into a elitist grave. The second thing I want to talk about is, I guess it's, you know, yeah, it's, I can't really create any kind of segue from the previous um, talking point, but a uh, man named James Tedesco is in the news, has been for the last couple of days. If you don't know who James Tedesco is... He, uh, or let, let's start, let's start at the beginning. In Australia, and especially in New South Wales, um, we have like this sport called rugby league, uh, or as the diehard fans <clears throat> like to call it, rugby league. And it's, it's the religion in, uh, as far as sports go in New South Wales, uh, and Queensland too, but it's definitely more of a New South Wales thing. Um, and one of the teams is, uh, the, the East, East Sydney Roosters. In fact, they are the team that I'm supposed to go for living in Bondi, but I must admit that I'm not a fan of the Roosters. I, um, I think they do underhanded things to scout players, you know, maybe give them kickbacks and perks that don't get listed on the salary cap. I don't know what those guys are doing, but they can get big talent there when, you know, on a purely like numbers thing, those, those players should be going to other teams, but somehow the Roosters can retain them on lower salaries and um, stay under their salary cap year after year. Not accusing them of anything, but, you know, that is the thing that they have a reputation for doing. Um, and, and also, you know, I'm not even from the eastern suburbs, so I don't have an obligation to like them. It's just that, um, you know... It would be very easy for me to jump on the bandwagon because they are like a formidable side. Um, but yeah, enough about uh, this kind of stuff. Let's get back to James Tedesco. He is the the best player for this team. He's the fullback. He's a state of origin uh, fullback, like which is the All Star game for rugby league. He's he's the man, and. He is essential to the to the club. Um, they couldn't have gotten into the they couldn't have gotten as far as they did into the finals uh, of the just past twenty twenty one season without him. Um, he really carried the team there, so he's indispensable, is what I'm trying to say, which makes it all the more. Um, Scary, I guess, for for East fans, 
that he is at risk currently of being canceled because, and just get this, apparently the other night uh, he was he was really drunk, as these rugby league players are wont to get to do to get drunk. They they like getting drunk during the off season. It's like this very short window of time, starting when with when they get kicked uh, uh, kicked out of the finals. Um, and then they have to start training probably in January. Uh, so it's they go hard in, in, you know, like October through November. Maybe they start even before January. Maybe they start in December. But uh, yeah, so it's not a very long window for them to just get on the beers full time. Um, so they they make the most of it. And, and one of the beautiful things about rugby league is the just endless um scandals that come up some of them not not funny in the least you know they're very serious matters um and some of them are hilarious you know I, i'm i'm not going to go into them uh maybe in another episode of bono nights i can go into my favorite rugby league scandals of, at least of the past year, because if I went, if I tried to go through my all-time favorites, it would it would not fit into a single episode. But um, yeah, it's 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 a it's like a beautiful part of the the game. These scandals off the field, um, it really gives color to the game. But sometimes it can be dark. Sometimes these players do terrible things, very objectionable, problematic things that make you shake your head and say teddy come on man it's 2021 uh and this was precisely one of those occasions teddy was very drunk with some some of his some of his boys some of some of his teammates uh and and he he uh went up to these two uh uh, Asian ladies, young young Asian ladies. I believe the uh, the one the complainant was twenty years old, and um, and the newspaper described her as of Vietnamese descent, um, which makes Teddy's uh, indiscretion all the more egregious. Um, he he shouted at her apparently allegedly, Squid Game. That was all he said. He said he just shouted Squid Game at her. And look, Teddy, that's a Korean show. And this woman, I think her name was Vanessa Trong. That may be incorrect. I'm just, just going from memory. And I may be pronouncing Trong in, incorrectly. In fact, I, I almost certainly am. Uh, T-R-U-O-N-G, I believe is how you spell it. Anyway... Uh, I'll just call her Vanessa T. Um, uh, uh, she's of Vietnamese descent, and and he's he's kind of saying, you know, basically all of, all of you Asians are the same to me because I am associating you with a Korean, uh, you know, Netflix phenomenon.
uh, Squid Game. So, you know, that's racism right there. You know, you don't need to be a, uh, a PhD in race relations, you know, to, 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 to be able to see that that is just straight up racism, if it's true. Because, of course, Teddy denies it. He says he was just talking about Squid Game with his mates outside the pub, and this woman uh, incorrectly um, got the impression that he was talking to her. Um, she, of course, alleges that he, like, looked her directly in the eye and, like, went up to her and just yelled out Squid Game. Um, so it's a classic he said, she said, in other words. And, um, it probably won't come to anything, like, Teddy will probably get off, uh, without, without any sort of, um, uh, major consequences because there's no way of proving it. It's just her word against his and, and his boys, you know, cause they're going to be, you know, in the, in the ensuing investigation that, that the league is making into the incident, they're all going to back him up and they're all going to say, look, we were all talking about squid game. Teddy was just being very excited. He loves the show. And this woman, she got the wrong impression. Um, so who knows? Look, who knows what happened? Um, but let's say it's true. Let's say Teddy went up to this, uh, this, this Vietnamese, uh, girl and yelled squid game at her. Like, is he, so I've been thinking about this a lot and there are two possibilities that uh, in terms of his intent, one was like the, the, the previous thing that I, that I just said, like he was just lumping her in as like an Asian person and, and, you know, Squid Game is an Asian show. She's Asian, like. So that's racism. That's option A. Or option B, um, he's just like so excited with the show that he wants to go up to a stranger who happens to be Asian and just say, you know, Squid Game, as in how good is that show, you know? And like, I guess option C uh, even though I did say there were only two options, but let's say option C is it's sort of a it's sort of halfway between those two, where he's like he's not trying to like deliberately be racist by like saying you're like the people in the Squid Game, um, but he's also not just purely saying like how good is that show um, to someone who happens to like the first person he happens to see who happens to be Asian. Maybe he's like, okay, you're an Asian person. Um, I love squid game. You must love squid game too, because it's like representation, uh, Asian representation in film and television, you know? So that's, that's another thing. That's that's another possibility. I have to say, in that case, in the in the option C case, that's still pretty bad, Teddy. Come on, look like Asian representation is great, and we all love. We were all we all showed up at the premiere of Crazy Rich Asians. Um, 
and we're just so happy uh, to see an all-Asian cast and we all love we all love seeing Parasite get the best picture you know I'm sure Teddy was just as excited about those landmark events as he was about the Squid Game but it's still it's still a bad look bro you know so let's see how that goes maybe I'll um I'll give an update in another later episode of Bondi Nights as to how that um investigation is sort of um is sort of going and the last thing that I wanted to talk about in this episode of Bondi Nights is I don't know what to like what how to summarize what I'm about to talk about so I'm just going to say exactly word for word what I wrote down in my phone um in the like note where I note all the possible Bondo Night segments just going to go like verbatim right Fuzzy Dice, Dashboard Jesus, Woolly Seats, Bumper Stickers, etc. Okay, so basically what I'm talking about is like car accessories, but not just accessories, like car ornaments. Um, And that might be Fuzzy Dice, which you know about, obviously. It's like the classic dice that are hanging from the, um, the rear vision mirror. Dashboard Jesus, or like the Hawaiian uh, lady who's like dancing, um, and I'm sure that uh, or there's like bobbleheads. I mean, there's so many different like dashboard figurines that sort of move. Although I don't know if the dashboard Jesus moves. Um, the dashboard Jesus, I think, is more of just like a superstitious thing, possibly. Although it's kind of like an irreverent one. You know, you see a lot of like... I know I see like a lot of uh, uh, like Chinese ornaments from rear vision mirrors hanging, hanging from rear vision mirrors. Um, stuff like that. Sort of just like superstitious stuff. Obviously, driving a car is, can be very dangerous. Statistically, it's probably like the highest probability that, you, that you're going to die, like just in your day to day, is is driving. So it makes sense that you would want to ward off the the risk of of injury or death with some kind of superstitious thing if you're if you're that way inclined. So, but yeah, the dashboard Jesus is maybe superstitious, but it's also kind of silly. Um, you know, not to, I don't want to offend any Christians, but I feel like there's something kind of silly about Dashboard Jesus. Uh, Woolly Seats. In fact, the Woolly Seats were the, um, I guess the initial inspiration for talking about this. Because sometimes you see this, like, on people's seats, there's like this layer of wool this like uh i don't know what the word for the product is but it's like a seat cover perhaps and i've sat in one of these before and they are really comfy and it makes sense like especially if you drive a lot to have like a have like a comfortable fabric or or wool cover over your seat 
but it just looks so bad. It just looks like an old person's car. Yeah, you know, it's like, is it really worth the comfort to have that ugly looking thing over your seat? Um, I would say not. Uh, but if you've got a, if you've got a, like a, a, a bomb of a car already, you know, then go for it. Cause you know, but if you have like a nice car, like the nicer your car is, the worse it, it is if you have woolly seats, you know, like, could you imagine if someone had like a Lamborghini, you know, or like a Bentley, I'm sure you could get like really I'm sure the seats, like just the regular seats for those cars would be comfortable as hell anyway. So they you wouldn't have any need, but it would just look silly. And then bumper stickers. Yeah, I don't, I, I mean, there's so much I could, so many directions I could go with, with all of this stuff. Um, like, uh, oh yeah. And I won't really go into bumper stickers, although there is a lot that I could say, um, just comes just what comes to mind real quick is like my mom used to have an Obama bumper sticker on her car uh even though we were in Australia and like you know Obama wasn't an Australian politician and I always felt a little bit embarrassed cuz it's like come on mom at least have like a Julia Gillard or like Kevin Rudd bumper sticker Keep it local, you know? Um, and then, uh, yeah, the the last thing that I want to say, I'll go out on this. I've been seeing a lot of rappers' faces on hanging from rear vision mirrors. I think they're, like, air fresheners. You know, I see, like, Drake. I think even my half, my, my, my half-sister... Um, she, uh, she had a, a Drake one, maybe, or maybe Kanye, I can't remember which one she had, but she had a rapper's face, air freshener, um, so she, so there's Drake, and I know there's Kanye, I've, I've seen some Kanye ones, and then there's a Notorious B.I.G. one, uh, and then I, I'm sure there are more. But it's like, what's the deal? What's going on here with these rappers' faces on air fresheners? Like, is it because they're fresh? Like, they have fresh rhymes or something? Like, what's the connection here? Because, like... Um... I mean, are they getting a cut? Because... Because that seems... I mean, probably not, but still... It's a valid question. Um, yeah, I think I'll leave it at that. I've covered a lot of territory in this episode. Um, so much so that I, I feel a little bit weary just from the sheer amount of content that I've covered. Um, so hope you enjoyed at least some of this content. Hopefully I didn't lose too many people talking about rugby league. Because I know, like, not, you know, not everyone who's into, like, Bondo Knights will be into Rugby League. But I I felt like it was necessary to discuss 
at least the basics of the sport as like a background to to giving you some insight into this James Tedesco scandal with the Squid Game stuff. So, yeah, thanks for thanks for bearing with me, you guys. If you're not a, if you're not a fan, uh, so yeah, as always, you know, follow the podcast on Spotify or whichever podcast app you're listening to this podcast on. Email me bondinights@gmail.com. And I'll also throw out there that I do have a Twitter, at Bondi Nights, if you want to, like, slide into my DMs. Um, why, you know, might as well throw it out there. I mean, I've, got the, I've got the Twitter. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, just, keep, just keep listening to Bondi Nights, you know. It's a podcast. Um, you know... Can you really have enough podcasts? Uh, that is the question that I will leave you with. Um, I'm not going to answer it for you, but I think you'll know. Yeah, I think you're. Yeah, I think you can tell what my what my answer to that question is. Uh, until next time, peace.